Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, Saving Babies and Souls, ADF, Defending the First Amendment Rights of Free Speech and Religious Liberty, and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush. Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. And we got all the guys today. Neil Boron, Neil Boron, Live Buffalo, New York. Roger Marsh, John Rush, myself, Bob Duco. Guys, how are you? Great. Very good, good Bob. Very good. Oh, very good. Right, Looking forward to, to celebrate the 4th. Ha. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday is coming up, 4th of July, Independence Day. And what we're going to be talking about in this podcast, first of all, is the state of America, where we stand at this point. That's probably going to be the first half of the podcast, talking about many of the different really troubling areas and directions and trending that America's going. And then the second half of the podcast, we're going to talk about as Christians, how do we respond to this? How patriotic are we still? And what does it mean to be a God and country Christian? And so there's a lot of different aspects of this that that we're going to be discussing through this podcast. As you listen to us, I want you to remember this podcast is sponsored, and we want you folks listening to us to sponsor, uh, to, to support our sponsors, whether it's Wilson Financial, whether it is ADF, and certainly whether it's Preborn. And I just want to let everybody know, Preborn gives you a chance, as we kick this podcast off, it gives you a chance to actually stop abortions, to really bona fide save babies' lives. And here's how you do it, by paying for ultrasound images of unborn babies. You see, Preborn's the one that supplies these ultrasound images all across the country in pro-life centers. And you know, when mom sees a picture of her baby, she chooses life almost all the time, statistically over 85% of the time. And she usually ends up accepting the Lord too. So we want to pay for these ultrasound images, but it takes money. $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion through ultrasound images. That's right. You can stop one abortion for 28 bucks. So we're asking everybody listening right now, will you give a one-time gift of some dollar amount, whatever that dollar amount is, take $28 times fill in the blank. And whatever that number is, that's the number of babies' lives that you'll save. Would you do that right now? Here's how easy it is. Go online to crawfordmediagroup.net. That's crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on preborn. You can give right there. And 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Nothing for overhead. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24-7. You can call right now. Talk to a real life person. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate that. As we kick off this podcast today, this pre-July 4th podcast, and let's talk about the state of America, guys, as as we start. And first, we'll talk about the state of politics in this country. Then we'll get to transgenderism and Christians and pro-life and everything else. But the state of politics and what's going on in Washington, uh, one of the things that's really troubling for me is the dual system of justice that's on display. And, you know, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, to me, is a classic example of this. When you can have Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and what we're now seeing from the House committees investigating this is that it appears that they have very much been taking bribes. 
I mean, for Joe Biden to be taking $5 million bribes for himself, another one for Hunter Biden, to be setting up 20 shell corporations, these LLCs, to have millions of dollars flowing from foreign countries into those bank accounts and then funneling to nine different Biden family member bank accounts. This is really troubling kind of stuff, yet the Democrats in Washington don't seem to care. This whole thing has been slow walked by the DOJ or just completely ignored, but they're going after Donald Trump with everything, including the kitchen sink. So the dual system of justice, I think, is really troubling, and it, it takes a huge shine off of the, the, the view that that I think a lot of people have of America. So let's talk about that first of all, your perceptions, guys, on America and who America is. And can we ever even really point the finger at third world nations again for their corruption, for their government corruption, uh, lack of election integrity and all of that kind of stuff? Not not given everything you just said, Bob, when you look at even some of the IRS agents now that are coming out and the whole Hunter Biden issue saying, listen, you know, we wanted to take this a lot farther, should have taken it a lot farther. But these guys had instructions from day one that basically Joe and Hunter are hands off. You're not supposed to go after them, including the president, even though the IRS feels there's things there, by the way, that need to be looked at. I mean, this is coming from current IRS agents, not X, not disgruntled, current IRS high-ranking agents saying we needed to dig deeper and we were told you can't do that. That's right. You're not allowed to even bring up, quote, the big guy. But yet, or, yet guys, if it was the three of us or four of us, rather, no. you know what, we'd be in the slammer. That we would. That we would. Uh, what do you guys think on this? Uh, I mean, Roger, what's your take? Well, you know, it's interesting to see how this is all playing out because, you know, I've long maintained that when it comes to progressives, if it weren't for double standards, they'd have no standards at all. I right. mean, when you get right down to it, here's here's the, the idea that, you know, the Biden family can run this kind of corrupt ring through the Internal Revenue Service and get hands off. But Donald Trump might have one classified document at Mar-a-Lago and next thing. And he did a dumb thing, you know, hey, look at my war plan, you know, get whatever. But you think Joe Biden's going to get that same kind of treatment? Of course not. They're going to turn a blind eye and a deaf ear. It is very demoralizing. And I think more and more people are waking up to the fact that there has, I mean, there really always has been two different layers of this. Just now we're seeing it at the highest echelons and we're being told, you know what, this is okay. There's nothing to see here. I mean, if, if, ever, if any of us have ever been audited <clears throat> or if you've ever had to go through t- one type of thing where you you have to claim to the Internal Revenue Service, remember they have their own court, they have their own law. I mean, everything the IRS does is kind of on their own dime. And the fact that even they, with all that power, are being told you can't go after this, that's got, it's so disconcerting for us. As And more and more Americans are rising up and saying, hey, we're, we're not... We don't want that. That's not the way the country's supposed to be. That's not what the founders actually intended. I mean, and so here we are, you know, days away from celebrating Independence Day yet again and really kind of scratching our heads saying, this is a great experiment, guys, but are we starting to go off the rails a little bit? Right. Well, it it does seem like it. I mean, I, I, I guess I just can't get past the fact that if you have credible allegations of the president of the United States that took $5 million bribes for him and for his son in exchange for foreign policy decisions. And this is a credible accusation now. And then the 20 shell corporations we mentioned before, and this isn't even talking about his own mishandling of classified documents, just this corruption racket that they seem to be running here, the Bidens. And if that can't even be investigated by the Department of Justice, let's face it, there's no there's no Senate 
investigative hearings going on in this right now because the Democrats control the Senate. They control the committees, and so therefore, nothing to see here. The only reason any of this is coming to the light of day is because Republicans barely got control of the House and now control the investigative committees, and so now they're allowed to look into it. But other than that, this would still be under the rug if not for the Republicans getting control of the House. And and to me, it's just it's troubling that one of the two major parties is willing to turn a blind eye to this level of outright corruption, Neil. Yeah, well, um, I agree with virtually everything you guys have said, and it's maddening, it's disgusting, it shouldn't be happening. I'm just curious because I haven't really seen any polls talking about how this is playing with that mushy middle we talk about, the swing voters, you know, mm-hmm. because swing voters mean everything in, in the elections. They certainly did in the last one, and I think they're going to again. But, you know, we know that Biden supporters and liberals, progressives are really not very interested in stories like this. In fact, may just try to dismiss them like they're not real. And, you know, Trump slash MAGA supporters, conservatives, people on the far right, as they're often referred to, uh, have a deep distrust of government. So they'd be all in on a story like this and maybe are the only ones talking about it, but get canceled if they try to. But like, how's it playing in the middle? Has anybody seen how this is having an impact? Because uh, I'm not sure that it's really moving the needle, unfortunately. I mean, it's terrifying if you think about it, that this kind of level of injustice can happen right under our noses in the United States. But it doesn't seem to me that a bunch of people in the middle really care. Well, you know what, though? I will say this. ABC, NBC, and CBS, all three of them in just the last few days did go ahead and do a report on the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the the, the questions about this, some of the latest information that come out, they did actually even the press corps, Bob. Look at what they've been doing. They've been grilling KGP yeah. on this, yeah. JP, and they don't usually do that. No, and, they do not. Which you know what? This goes this goes a little bit to my theory that I was having before about Gavin Newsom. I, I think they look at Joe Biden. And I suppose this is kind of a branch on the tree, but let me just go down this branch for a little bit. Here's why I think that the media is now going ahead and grilling Karine Jean-Pierre about this and actually doing reports on this now. I think the media is ahead of the Democrats on this, that they're realizing Joe Biden can't survive this. He's not going to be able to survive it. Uh, The the conservative media is not going to let this go. And the House Republicans, there's no way we can keep this off the radar screen of the independent swing voters. So we have no choice but to accept the fact Joe Biden is going to be gone. And we still have almost a year and a half. So let's get it done now. Let's rip the Band-Aid off now. Let's throw Joe Biden under the bus now. And let's start setting the stage for Gavin Newsom and maybe some others to primary him now. I'm convinced that... If this were June of 2024, there's not a chance in the world the networks would be running stories on Hunter Biden. There's not a chance in the world they'd be grilling Karine Jean-Pierre. Uh, they'd be like, okay, we just got to hold our breath through the election. But right now, I think they have they see themselves as having enough time to oh, regroup plenty. with somebody yep, new. Plenty. And that's why they're doing, let's just do it now. Let's not drag this out any longer. So that's personally which, what I know, think is going on. Which you guys have heard me, you know, comment on this which i did not you know i didn't think this was going to happen and it had to have taken something along the lines of the whole hunter biden investigation to to get to this point because trust me bob if if we were not in control the little bit of control we have 
in the house. And if that weren't the case and we weren't doing all these investigations, you're right. None of this would have come out. And that's frankly, right. at that point, Joe Biden's your candidate. But given everything that's happened, I think I think not only the press, but even the party themselves realize, wait a minute, time out. If we have a if we want to have any kind of a chance of winning in in, in 2024, we've got to do something different, which, again, by the way, I think is the continued reason they want to keep propping up and doing everything they possibly can to build the rage on our side for Donald Trump. Well, and it also says a lot because it doesn't say that they actually care about what real news is or that they care about the facts of the story. It's just that they don't want to lose the election in 2024. That, that's where their interest is coming right. from. Yeah, I mean, they'd be happy with a pet rock in a suit uh, for 2024 <laughs> as long as it's not Donald Trump. And so, but they, I think they just realize that it's inevitable that Joe Biden goes down from this. I think they realize it's inevitable. And uh, if they could ride this out to the election of next year, great. But I think they know they can't. And so that's why I think they're doing it now. I, I can't well, disagree with that, Bob. I think you're, I think you're spot on. I think part of the part of the problem Democrats are dealing with right now, too, is the fact that we were all talking a couple of years ago about how we thought 25th Amendment was going to show up here. And we, you know, first it was like, well, they're going to try to do this to Donald Trump. And they're like, no, wait, they're going to do this to Joe Biden. Right. He's going to pull a hamstring, you know, two years into his office and his term. And. Kamala is going to take over. And then all of a sudden she turned out to be a disaster. The larger issue for the Democrat Party right now is they have to replace the whole ticket. They can't just replace him. And so it's Gavin Newsom makes the most sense in that sense right now. But what do you do? Do you do Gavin and Kamala? Well, now, wait, you got a couple of West Coasters. And what do you do yeah. with the middle? Uh, you know, no. I, I, the, the more Not we could be focusing on the independent, the more we could be focusing on the, the mushy middle as we talk about and finding out where, you know, for them, like you said, the corruption thing may not even be a big deal to them. It may just be, hey, look, I'm trying to deal with inflation, cost of living, you know, wages and this, that. And the other thing, if that's where they are, then if the Republicans don't seize that message and just start pounding the daylights out of it, I mean, keeping tabs on what's happening with Joe Biden, but we see what's going on in the press because this, we are the press. They're trying to lay the case. This is the foundation being laid for getting rid of Biden off the ticket in 2024. Mm -hmm. They have to find a way to get rid of Kamala at the same time. They have a contender in Gavin Newsom. The question is who runs with him. And Bob, is Gretchen Whitmer up for sale? I mean, in this yep. case, I mean. Oh, she absolutely is. As a matter of fact, she's already set up a PAC, even though she claims that her PAC is for the purpose of supporting Biden and the Democrats. But a PAC can be used for any purpose. So she's already fundraising and she's already trying to get herself on some more interviews so yep mm. she I, I i think six months from now we've got a democrat primary that's running joe biden has announced his his retirement if you will or his plan to not run again you got gavin newsom plus a few i think gretchen whitmer will whitmer will be one of them and i think the democratic party is going to say to kamala harris you know what just no, the, the 2024 ticket is yep. open, is up for grabs. You're not entitled to anything. You want to get into the primary race? Go ahead. And if you can poll better than 1%, then go ahead and do it. But other than that, it's going to be survival of the fittest, and it's going I to think, be who Gavin picks. I think that's kind of tricky, though, because if you make it look in any way, if you even sniff for a second that they're actually trying to get rid of Kamala Harris, then I think you seriously impact the black vote. And yes. I don't think they're willing to do that. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah, think they're going to I don't think they're going to openly say get rid of her. I think they're going to say, "Hey, you you're more than welcome to compete with everybody else. It's an open competition." It's just not an automatic. 
Right, right. You're, you're just you're not entitled to anything. But right. let's make it. A, you were the vice president, so you should have the inside track. And if you can't capitalize on that, that's not our fault. Right. Well, I, I don't think, disagree I, with you, but I think it's going to be a, a hard sell because I think some people are going to say, "Holy cow, she was a heartbeat away from being the president. Now yes. you're making her start again at ground zero. And I think some people are going to which, take offense. Which would at play that. well, Neil. And I agree with you, Neil. And I think that plays well on our side. We had long conversation on our show yesterday just about. Uh, you know, strategy and take the emotion, you know, especially our side, which I cannot say this enough, take the emotion out of political decisions, look at things factually, how do we win, what's our strategy to do that, whether you love DeSantis, whether you love, you know, whoever, whether you love Trump, it doesn't make any difference. The bottom line is, who can get us across the finish line and start looking at this strategically, not emotionally, but I'll tell you what, guys, I got enough messages yesterday to tell you that our side struggles with taking the emotion out of this. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. And which, by the way, that is a that is a, a complete podcast it episode is. that we're going to be doing uh, coming up. What is a strategy going forward? The Democratic strategy, the GOP strategy, and how do how should the Republican Party handle some of the sensitive social issues like? abortion, for example, and some of the other social issues. And so we are definitely going to be having a podcast devoted to that coming up because I think it's a great debate. Let me, uh, in talking though about America with next week being July 4th week, of course. So we talked about the dual systems of justice in politics between the Republicans and Democrats. There's another area that is really just troubling as an American to see the dual system of justice. And that's the way Christians are treated versus non-Christians, especially the way pro-lifers are treated compared to pro-abortion people. Uh, just a couple of brief examples. Roe v. Wade was overturned last year, a little over a year ago. Okay, that's great. Praise God. But uh, when, when that was being overturned, we remember that you had not just one, not just two, but hundreds of pro-abortion Democrats that were protesting outside the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices. Now, that's a violation of U.S. Code 18, Section 1507. It's punishable by up to a year in prison. You are not allowed to protest outside the home of a judge, period. Yet, not one person was arrested. Not one person was even told to stand down. Nothing from the Department of Justice. Uh, we had over 100 churches and pro-life centers that were firebombed in this country. As a matter of fact, I interviewed on my show yesterday the CEO of Compass Care out of Buffalo, New York, Neil, which I know you know all too well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But firebombed. All right, not one member of Jane's Revenge has been arrested. Not one. Uh, there's been a handful of token arrests that have been made from the Department of Justice, but th for the most part, they've been completely overlooked. However... You get Mark Halk, a pro-life guy who pushed a pro-abortion worker because a pro-abortion worker was getting in the face of Mark Halk's 12-year-old son, cussing him out in his face, and so he pushed him away from his son. What happens? The Department of Justice gets involved and has Mark Halk arrested in his home in a pre-dawn raid with 24 armed FBI agents, guns pointed at his head as they arrested him in front of his crying children. These are the kinds of things that we're seeing here in America, the way that Christians and pro-lifers are being treated compared to the pass that pro-abortionites and Democrats are getting. And it's another troubling aspect of the direction that we're going down in America. And again, it just it takes the shine off of the American flag, which is really a sad thing. 
Yep, can't disagree. You are spot on, Bob. And again, as we start talking about, you know, just Independence Day, what it means, what is, where are we at as a country? And and one thing I think it's it's key to remind everybody is, and my wife and I were talking about this, even you know th- this week heading up into this. Do a lot of us have these feelings now because we just know so much more about what's going on across the country with crime and everything because of social media? Not saying that it's not worse than it was years ago because, you know, I know it is, but does it even feel far worse than it might actually be because we can see things second by second now? I think it is worse. I, I, I think it too. feels worse, and the the perception is accurate. I think the perception is reality in this case because we are actually re- it, it happened in real life that these pro lifers have been arrested and charged. Disproportionately no, 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 not charged. disagreeing that. I'm just saying in general across the board, do people have more you know sensitivity to all of this because they can see things in real time? Where let's face it, 20 years ago you couldn't. You know what? No, I, I we can see it more, but I also think it's happening. Well, look, 20 years ago, we didn't have naked men walking down the street in front of little children while they're playing yeah. in the water. Uh, we didn't have drag queens, gender-confusing children 20 years ago. Uh, in the no, schools. but you know, but we also had more serial killers in in that end of things as well. So I mean, not not taking anything away from what you just said, Bob, but I'm kind of one of those where it's like, wait a minute, we've always had evil out there, and it's always been in the background. Yes, we see it more today, and it's more prevalent today, no doubt. But is it also more prevalent because we can see so much more of it, where before you didn't see it because it was so much more isolated? Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, I, I know the principles you're talking about. As soon as you buy a red car, you see way more of them on the Correct. street. And so, and we, we, we have more access to the I mean, stuff. I mean, no offense, your kids more. are safer today walking to school, even though most people don't think they are. They're actually safer walking to school today than they were when we were kids. Yeah. Mm, I'm not so sure about oh, that. Oh, yeah, look at all the technology well, they're carrying around with them, okay. Bob. We didn't have any of that when but we were kids. But wait, that technology is a portal to their soul. I mean, they're, yeah. they're way more, they're in much more danger as a result, you know, because of human trafficking and that kind of stuff. Uh, that's that's the ticket right there. Girls, little girls, right. teenagers being lured into human trafficking through the very thing you just described, social media and the internet and cell phones and all of that. And, and they so, are being lured you know, parental be, rights being taken away. They are, but in the in the old days, Neil, they just they just picked them up in the white van alongside the road. And my point is, I don't think it's changed a whole lot. I guess I, it seems like it's happening more, and, and yes, we're seeing it more. But I, I think that I think it's both. I think we have more access to what's happening in every corner of the earth, and it's increasing in in frequency. But I mean, who really knows? Maybe there are the same number of red cars on the freeway, and it just looks like it's more. But I, I think there's actually more red cars. But uh, let's do this, because in the second half of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the, uh, patriotism in general. And as Christians, how do we view America going forward? What does it mean to be a God and country Christian in th- this day and age? But I do know one thing. We very much need people out there fighting on behalf of us and standing up for constitutional principles and values. And Neil ADF is doing that for us as believers every day. A hundred percent. And we're so grateful for the partnership. I mean, the bottom line is we get to talk about stuff like this. We get to talk about freedom of speech and freedom of religion because they're fighting on our behalf, which is why I'm going to ask everybody right now to think about, consider giving $19 a month, which is literally 63 cents a day, to protect those freedoms by clicking on the ADF button at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And so, you know, think about this. Here's an example. For more than a decade, right, Colorado cake baker Jack Phillips 
has been the target of anti-religious bias and persecution. Why? Well, uh, although he's a great cake artist and makes and designs cakes for all of his customers, regardless of sexual orientation or his beliefs, or their beliefs, uh, he refuses to make certain kinds of cakes that violate his religious beliefs, like same-sex wedding cakes and cakes designed to celebrate gender transition. Uh, for that, by the way, he's become a frequent target of the LGBTQ community. Activist attorneys have gone after him, people hostile to his religious convictions, who admit they literally want to force him to change his personal beliefs. Can Americans be forced to express ideas com that completely violate their beliefs? Well, I say no, that's not freedom of speech. Even though the Supreme Court in 2018 ruled in a major victory for religious freedom, by the way, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission had acted with anti-religious bias towards Jack Phillips. The court didn't address in that ruling the, the issue of free speech. And that left the door open to further harassment and attacks, including death threats against Jack Phillips. And because the case hasn't been settled once and for all, ADF isn't giving up. They're still fighting for Jack's constitutional right to express only the things he truly believes. And by the way, in so doing, they're fighting for us. So the question is, will you join me in helping Jack Phillips live according to his biblical beliefs? It isn't just about a cake baker in Colorado. This is about you and me. And that's why I want you to think about, pray about, and give $19 a month, 63 cents a day to preserve our right to ensure we aren't forced to express ideas that violate God's word. So give today. It's simple. Just click on the ADF button at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Absolutely. And of course, we do need to be in a good financial position to be able to give like this. And I know, Roger, this is where Wilson Financial comes in for a lot of our listeners. Yeah, the beauty of working with Dennis Wilson with your investments is A, he recognizes all the money you, that comes into your household is, is from God and is to be stewarded that way. Secondly, he also understands too, he's going to call it like it is. He's a big Donald Trump supporter. And at the same time, when the Trump tax cuts came in, he said, look, wait a minute, there's some, there's some minefields here that he has created for your 401 1k in your IRA and if you're not careful those things are going to explode not only when you are you know enjoying the benefits of them now but if you're trying to pass them on to your children if you want to protect the assets and, and be good stewards with the resources that god has given you you have to call dennis wilson and he'll find ways to get you as as low tax if not tax free in your retirement as possible with your investment 800-696-9970 he's a passionate supporter of christian radio he's a big time listener to k bright our, our west coast affiliate here for the national crawford roundtable podcast and supports ministries like preborn too so you know the proceeds of what he's earning off of the investments that you guys are making together he's plowing right back into those types of things as well click on the banner for wilson financial advisors at crawfordmediagroup.net and get the ball rolling there today absolutely and of course when we get into the second half of this podcast we are going to be talking uh, about patriotism god and country and what that means as we head toward july 4th next week we do want you to support our sponsors uh, adf and wilson financial and yes certainly preborn and if you haven't given to preborn yet you can do that right now just go to crawfordmediagroup.net click on the preborn tab you can give right there crawfordmediagroup.net click on preborn and remember every penny that you give is going to fund ultrasounds that's right not a penny for overhead everything goes to ultrasounds and when you show ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers and that's what preborn does when you do that those moms choose life almost all the time and so you really are saving babies lives with your gift. It's $28 to stop one abortion on average. So take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever number maybe God lays on your heart. 
And that's the number of babies' lives you'll be responsible for saving. So go now, CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn, give right there. And if you want to give over the phone, give them a call right now. They answer the phones 24-7, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. And we're going to continue the second half of this National Crawford Roundtable coming up next. This has been a Crawford Media Group production. Continuing the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys. Roger Marsh of The Bottom Line for the People's Republic of California. Neil Boron, Neil Boron live out of Buffalo, New York. John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Myself, Bob Duco, The Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. Next week, of course, is July 4th week. And so we're kind of having a pre-Independence Day discussion about America, about patriotism. And let's, guys, in the first half, we talked about of course, the uh, the problems that we see in this country, the dual systems of justice in politics, Trump versus Biden and his corruption, the transgender insanity that, that's happening in this nation now, our children being targeted. You have transgender groups that are marching uh, in parades, chanting, we're coming for your children. I mean, my goodness. Uh, Christians and pro-lifers under attack the way that there are censorship happening in this nation uh, in a large way. So we see how real this is. And I'm kind of curious what effect this is having on everybody's patriotism. Now, we're going to discuss the patriotic aspect of this in the second half. As we do, uh, we, we're going to continue to remind you that we want you to support our sponsors to this podcast. We want you to support Wilson Financial. We want you to support ADF. And as I mentioned before, we do want you to support Preborn. Let's kick off the second half the right way, okay? And that is give some money to Preborn right now, if you would, folks, to save some babies' lives, to stop abortions. Because when we talk about the direction that America's heading, and it's heartbreaking to see America go down this road, there's still something we can do about it. I mean, if we're on the Titanic and it's sinking, okay, we're still going to bail out water. Let's slow down the sinking. We can try to stop some abortions while all of the rest of the stuff is going on, and Preborn gives you a chance to do that. Preborn is the main group that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. And those moms choose life when they see those pictures of the baby. But somebody's got to pay for those ultrasound images. That's all of us. That's you folks listening. So $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life. Here's what you do. Right now, just pray about this and decide you're going to take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever that number is, and that'll be the number of abortions that you stop. And go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on the Preborn tab, and you can give right there. CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn, and give whatever amount you can give. Everything you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24-7. You can call right now, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, guys, uh, what are your views regarding patriotism? And, and I, this sounds terrible to say, but I don't think I feel as patriotic as I used to, even though I still have a huge American flag flying out in front of my home, I still love watching the fireworks. I still, all, but it's, it's the shine has come off of it a little bit. And I find myself grieving more for America than feeling the positive emotion of patriotism for America. But like I say, I'm still a flag waving guy and a proud American, and I'll continue to fight for, quote, God and country. 
Uh, but what do you guys, I mean, just kind of going around the table, and Neil, actually, if I could start with you, sure. your thoughts on this. Well, we are going to be talking later on about as Christians, how do we balance love of country with love of Jesus and make sure that country doesn't become an idol to us. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, in a general sense, how's your patriotism holding up these days? Well, it's been affected. There's no question about it. Um, we live in a very different world than the one I grew up in. I'm 62 years old, and so I'm not that old. I'm not talking about 100 years here, but mm -hmm. you know, the 1960s were far different than today. And, and of course, even during the 60s, you had the burning of draft cards and you know the sexual revolution and stuff. But something feels very different today than it used to. Um, and I think it's the hostile attack against conservatives, pro-lifers, Christians. I mean, it, it, in the old days, there was a fight for hey, you know, we've got these. Uh, ideas about homosexuality or uh, we're pro-choice and we want to have our ideas heard you need to tolerate us tolerance was the big word now it's if you don't agree with us we will cancel you we will punish you we will come after you we'll shut you down uh we'll we'll, we'll take you out if need be and, th and that's what we're seeing happening i mean you mentioned uh, in the first half the firebombing of compass care and, and some of the pro-life clinics that have been vandalized it's really disheartening i mean yes this is the united states of america people have a right to freedom of speech but when you see black lives matter burning down buildings with you know impunity like nobody cares uh and yet somebody voices a pro-life thought and and the world comes after him with vitriol it's unbelievable um what's really actually happening in our country and so it's kind of like you scratch your head saying is this really america but on the other hand let me mention this i thought about this question knowing that we were going to deal with it today and i was like do i do i still get a tear in my eye when i hear you know uh, lee greenwood uh, singing about america i i do and I, I think about people that fought during World War II, who fought during you know various military conflicts to give us freedom. We still do enjoy freedom, all, although you know our freedoms are under attack and, and we need to fight to preserve them. But I, I guess what I'm getting at is, in one sense, I almost feel like my patriotism has been stoked by all of this, to say that if other people shed their blood to offer us the freedoms that we've enjoyed, freely for so many years, then we ought to care as much. We ought to care uh, about what's happening to our country. And that should actually, in one sense, in one sense, incite uh, a patriotic attitude. And I guess I'm feeling conflicted because I'm kind of feeling both. I'm saddened, but I'm also energized by the whole thing. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but that's what I'm feeling. Sure. Uh, Roger, I mean, what do you think? How would you assess your patriotism and love of country in light of everything that we've seen, especially over the last few years, of of America kind of being redefined, you know, I really hate to see biblical values tra uh, trampled over in the marketplace. I mean, that, that that's it's heartbreaking to me, and especially like I echo what Neil said. You know, we're about the same age and grew up in kind of the same America, if you will, in terms of uh, you know our backgrounds and uh, the the neighborhoods we grew up in and, and that type of thing. At the same time, I think there's so much of America, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly, that we are just now learning because we didn't really know that uh, going back to um, the, the conversation we had in the first half hour about, uh, you know, the, the, is the technology making things better? You know, is it, does it seem like there's more violence or whatever because we've all got cell phones with video cameras or, you know, whatever. And, you know, you can see that, yes, that has influenced the culture. I mean, 20% of Generation Z identify as transgender because of, you know, peer pressure, social media influence. You know, I mean, it, there, a lot of it has to do with that. But I think my, my patriotism, it's not that it, it is diminished. It's just changed in terms of the focus. I appreciate the good of America more. 
Um, I weep with the, you know, the, the challenges in America more. I mean, it just, it hits me harder. Um, and, and so uh, definitely, I, I still think this is the best experiment in terms of government that we've ever seen in the world. I mean, hands down, no question about it. Acknowledging the fact that our rights come from God and not from the government, you know, and that's where a lot of the battle mm -hmm. is right now is that the government is stepping in and saying, oh, no, 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 this is what your rights really are. You know, and this is how we're going to define this. And it's Francis Schaeffer, he who defines the word, defines the world. So if, if that makes any sense, I mean, it's, it's bittersweet for me. Because I think about, you know, our nation's history. I think about where we are right now in terms of the church and, and our ultimate calling, the Great Commission, and say, okay, this is still the best place to be doing it. But I realize, too, that we've kind of crossed a, a you know, a, a chasm, if you will, where it's all away games for Christians in America until Jesus comes back. I mean, the idea that, you know, that the, 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 as far as God and country goes, uh, yes, we do believe that this nation was founded on biblical principles, but I think the damage that has been done in the culture means, okay, it's no longer just a, well, you should know because they don't and they don't care, yeah. you know? So, so we really have to be missionaries in our own backyards now. I know. Well, I mean, John, what do you think? How's your, how would you assess your patriot? Look, I'm, I'm certainly not ready to, I'm not going to take a knee during the national anthem. I'm not oh, no. any, any, anything like that no. at all, but man, I got to tell you, I just, I don't recognize America anymore. It's definitely different today than it's been. Now, I remind my listeners even, has our country been through, you know, as tough a times as this? We had a great civil war. So, yes, most definitely we've been through tough times as a country. Can we overcome these things? And with what even Neil and Roger said, with God's grace, can we, you know, still abound as a country? I think we can, providing, again, back to Neil and Roger, if we do the right things as Christians, I believe, yes, we can. But we've got to get even more unified, guys. I mean, we... We are, right now, even as a conservative party, Christians and, and the like, and I realize not everybody in the conservative party is a Christian, I fully understand that, but as Christians and conservatives, I mean, even the Christian community, we're not even unified as to who we want to have run the country. And In fact, I'm not sure that most Christians even know how the country's run, and we've not done a good job of teaching civics and so on, but, you know, whereas my patriotism today, Bob, I can't say that it's changed any. Is it saddened because of where we're at and knowing we've got a lot of work to do to get us back to where we once were. On the same token, we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to have exactly everything we need and want. We won't have that till Christ comes. I know that. I think most Christians know that. But that doesn't mean we give up either. Right. Absolutely. So, and that's kind of how I look at it. I, I don't want to give up. I'll fight this thing till I think it's our God given duty to breath. do so, Bob. Yeah. I, you know what? I agree with you. I, I think we do need to. It, it bothers me when I hear Christians just sort of say, well, you know, God's going to sort it all out and crisis coming anyway, so who cares? Wrong answer. Bad right. attitude. No, no, you, exactly. I, no, I completely agree. You don't give up. You don't, you don't stop fighting. It doesn't mean we don't grieve for our of country course. and where it's headed. But if anything else, yeah. So you I put mean, the when, when our kids go on, astray, you know, Bob and, and guys, when our kids go astray, we grieve for them, but yet we still love them. We fight for mm -hmm. them. We do every single thing we possibly can to bring them right. back on track. It doesn't mean that we love them any less or that we should just say, oh, you know, God will sort it out. It's no big deal. I mean, you can't have that attitude. Right. What do we What do we do with our, our first and foremost love of Jesus Christ 
and then also a love of country. Because we talk about Crawford Media Group regularly uses the phrase God and country. Our stations are considered, quote, God and country stations. And they are, and certainly in that order. Okay, God first. But Roger, maybe if I could toss this to you, because you and Neil are pastors, all right? And I want to get your perspective, not just as an American and as a patriot, but also as a pastor. Uh, One of the things I've said, I've said this to my listeners many times, I love this country. I love America. I got a big flag flying out in my front of my home, okay? So my love of country is really strong, but I don't ever want to place my hope in America. My hope is not in this country. My hope is in Jesus Christ. And so uh, if we're not careful, we can allow America to become a form of idolatry. I, I think some conservatives do that, and it's wrong. But so how do we draw that proper balance between I really, really love my country, but I'm not going to let it overshadow my love and devotion to Jesus Christ and my hope being placed in him? Well, I think that's the challenge, isn't it? Because when you mm-hmm. think about the way people tend to look at that question, it's either it's a it's an either or. It's it's you know it's hard left, hard right. It's either it's God and country, so America has to be you know the way we remember it when we were kids, or it's now America's a fascist dictatorship and capitalism's evil and this that and the other thing. The reality is, I mean, we we live in a country where we get to acknowledge biblical values on a regular basis without being a quote-unquote theocracy or a Christian nation. I mean, so that that's the beauty. I think a lot of people in our generation, and maybe we're the transitional generation guys because we're all contemporaries, are the ones who are beginning to realize, hey, wait a minute, we grew up, you know, believing, okay, church is good, God's good, the Bible's good, this is, and this is what our nation believes. And then as we've gotten older and we see not only the attacks on it, but also you meet people who say, hey, wait a minute, that wasn't my experience. Then, you know, the tendency might be, okay, America, all bad. It's like, well, no, it's not all bad. But at the end of the day, this is for such a time as this. I look at our brothers and sisters who are believers in other parts of the world. I mean, look at what's happening in Iran and Pakistan, Afghanistan. I mean, the church is exploding underground in places like China and Russia. I mean, look at the whole Ukraine-Russia battle. I mean, we could look at that militarily, but I looked at that spiritually first and foremost and said, wow, we got Christians on both sides here, and there's tremendous people are coming to faith in droves. So, and and let's not forget Africa. I mean, it's just, it's exploding. So from that standpoint, it's like, okay, well, this is our post. This is where we get to live. This is where we are called to occupy for such a time as this. And so we can love our nation and love the good parts of it. We can also take a stand against the things that are injustices. And we can, you know, any one of us can see right through organizations that just say, well, we're going to collect hundreds of millions of dollars in guilt money and blow up buildings and then say, we're trying to fix things. I mean, let's face it. God is the God of redemption first and foremost, okay? So if we are about the restorative and the redemptive process, what are we doing to preach the good news that begins that redemptive process at its purest, most perfect core. And that's the good news of the gospel, right? We're sinners. We live in a sinful, fallen world. We can't free ourselves from that sin. I start to sound like a Lutheran confessional here. But, you know, we've, we've sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by things we've done and things we've left undone. But the idea here is that we have the antidote. We have the message. And so, yes, we get to do so in America. We don't have to do it in an underground church. We don't have to worry about winding up in the Eden prison in Iran, you know, in in solitary confinement for three or four years just for professing faith in Christ. It, It still hasn't gotten to that point yet. So we've got a golden opportunity to say, this is a great nation, and here's the reason why. And someone can look at your, in the same way they look at your testimony, and Neil, dovetail on this if you would. I mean, people will look at the testimony of somebody who used to be just the worst of the worst, and, you know, it's that Saul to Paul conversion story. You know, I, I used to be that, and now I'm this, and go, really? And it's like, yeah, yeah, really, it, it, it's, it can happen. Right. Yeah. Your thoughts, Neil? 
Um, well, similar to Roger, um, and I can't believe I'm about to agree with a Lutheran, but no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a, in some ways a balanced thing. God and country, yes. Um, God first, for sure, and maybe God, period. Everything else second. Country being part of it, because I think that as believers, we're called to live out our faith in every sphere of influence, you know, whether it's civic matters and, and things related to politics or the governing of our country, uh, education, the arts. You know, I think we're, we're supposed to be exercising our faith and bringing the light of Christ into the darkness and despair that people are feeling everywhere. So, all those things matter, but the point is that all of it is rooted and grounded in our relationship first and foremost with the Lord. And I've, I've got to say one thing. I mean, as we talk about changes that have happened to our country, and here it is, you know, Fourth of July, and this was a country that was, you know, founded recognizing, as Roger said so well earlier, that that we have certain inalienable rights that God has bestowed upon us, which is freedom first and foremost, you know, and, and things associated with that freedom, religious freedom, and freedom of speech. Um, that that somehow we've in the process lost our way and not completely not entirely it's not a lost cause but what i want to point out is you know i think that satan being a deceiver he's the father of all lies would do anything he possibly can to lead us astray and i think that if he can get people thinking including in the church thinking hey you're doing a really good thing here you're doing great things you're standing up for truth you're standing up for freedom but if any of that really causes us to lose our first love which is our you know, first and foremost, our relationship with Jesus Christ and God, our Heavenly Father, as a result of what Christ accomplished for us at Calvary. If we're losing the fact that we've been called as to the to the Great Commission and to the Great Commandment to love God and love others and, and to bring the gospel to all the nations and to make disciples of all people, um, that if we somehow get off the track there, then we've lost our way. And I think Satan the deceiver wants us to do anything except fulfill the Great Commission, except fulfill what God has called us to be. And so it's what I'm what I'm trying to say here is I don't think there's anything wrong about being patriotic or standing for country or doing what we can to support the freedoms that we enjoy here in our country. But all of it's got to be rooted and grounded first and foremost in the calling and purpose that we have in Christ. And mm -hmm. you know, one other thing real quick, I you know, just on the sin and redemption issue. You know, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, was nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. But, you know, I don't think of that that phrase in the song, it is well with my soul, merely as it refers to my past sin, but my current sin as well. I still struggle with sin, and, and thank God I've been redeemed. I have new life in Jesus Christ, but every single day, I, I tell you, I struggle to eat right. I struggle to to practice self-control in my life. And I think that as believers, we could do a better job of expressing the humility of what it means to walk with Christ, struggle and fall, and know that his mercy is new every morning. And the reason I say that is because if we set up a system where we look at people that are caught in sin or struggling with you know, things like homosexuality, etc that we talk about a lot here on the program and it looks like we're really just hey we met jesus we're all good you guys are bad we're going to throw rocks at you that's not what christianity is about and i think we could do a better job of reaching out to neighbors and atheists and people that don't necessarily understand the things of god by saying with humility i need the same grace of god today as i did the day i got saved and god is refining me he's molding me and shaping me as i struggle to learn what it means to be a believer i just right. think we do a better job on the humility issue but overall 
Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity we have to express our faith here in this country. And as Roger so aptly said, Christianity is exploding around the world in places where there's far less freedom. And I think we should say, Lord, renew our passion for you so that we can experience some of that here in the United States. John, what would you say real quick as we kind of wind down our No, I, I can't disagree with this. anything he or, or uh, Roger said. And yes, God first, country second. They're not synonymous. We can't make country a God, but it is the place we live. We need to make it as godly as we possibly can. To Neil's point, we've got to reach across the, the aisle when it comes to our our faith and how we view that end of things and try to win as many people in. And, and Neil, everything you said about Satan a moment ago is correct. And the one thing that you know have to remind ourselves of daily is this is a battle for the soul and yes. who's going to win at the end right. of the day. That's, That's right. right. It absolutely is. Well, you know what? I I would like to echo the words of Andrew Johnson, our 17th president, when he said, quote, let us look forward to the time when we can take the flag of our country and nail it below the cross and there leave it wave as it waved in olden times and let us gather around it and inscribe for our motto, liberty and union, one and inseparable now and forever and exclaim Christ first our country next. Wow. And so, uh, <laughs> but but I also I also want to, as we kind of wind this down, I just want to sure. r- remind everybody too of how far we have slid just in such a short period of time. Do you know that in 1982, there was a joint resolution of Congress where they called upon Ronald Reagan to declare the entire year of 1983 the year of the Bible. This was... Democrats and Republicans agreed on the language that called the Bible the Word of God. And if I can just read very quickly, it says, quote, Whereas the Bible, the Word of God, has made a unique contribution in shaping the United States as a distinctive and blessed nation of people, whereas biblical teachings inspired concepts of civil government that are contained in our Declaration of Independence Constitution, whereas the renewing of our knowledge and faith of and of God through Holy Scriptures can strengthen us as a nation, be there now resolved that the president is authorized and requested to designate 1983 as a national year of the Bible in recognition of both the formative influence the Bible has been for our nation and our national need to study and apply the teachings of holy scriptures wow. that's october 4th 19 not 1782 not 1882 1982 joint resolution house and senate republicans and democrats agreed on the verbiage that says we have a national need to apply the teachings of the holy scriptures and that the bible is the word of god look how much politics has changed today you couldn't get a single democrat to agree to that verbiage and i hate to say it you'd probably lose about a third of the republicans to that verbiage today at least uh, that's how shocking. different yep. that's in such a short period of time we will not give up we will not stop fighting and i know one of those people certainly that are fighting out there for us are adf and i want to address that as we sure. kind of wind down this podcast because it's so important that we not give up the fight for our constitutional freedoms and liberties that were given to us by God, not by man. That's right. They're God-given constitutional rights, things like freedom of speech, freedom of religion. And you're right, the Alliance Defending Freedom is working literally every single day to preserve those rights for every one of us Americans, not just conservatives. 
And it's why, again, I want to ask you to consider giving $19 a month to our sponsor, ADF. 63 cents a day is all it is to preserve those freedoms by clicking on the ADF button at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Now, I mentioned earlier that for more than a decade, Colorado cake baker Jack Phillips has been the target of anti-religious bias and persecution. And again, for what reason? Because he designs really creative cakes for everybody without discrimination, regardless of sexual preference or belief of the, of the customer, etc. But he simply refuses to make cakes that violate his religious beliefs, like same-sex wedding cakes, pornographic cakes, cakes designed to celebrate gender transition, etc. Um, as a result, he's the target of the LGBTQ community, activist attorneys, and people that are hostile to his religious convictions. Some of them openly saying they want to force him to change his beliefs. That's not only un-American, it's illegal to force people to express right. ideas that completely violate their beliefs. Our Constitution forbids it. And this isn't his first rodeo. In 2018, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission um, was trying to force all of this on Jack Phillips, and the you know, United States Supreme Court said no. But they only ruled on the religious freedom part of it, not the freedom of speech part. And as a result, this case is still kind of going on. And uh, he's under attack yet again. And ADF isn't finished fighting for Jack's right to express what he believes biblically. So it isn't really just about a cake baker in Colorado. This is another example of how you and I are, have our freedoms under attack. And it's exactly why I give to ADF. My wife and I give to ADF. We want to support this. Men and women mm -hmm. died to give us our freedoms. And for 63 cents a day, $19 a month, I think that's a small price to pay to help preserve them. It Choose sure freedom. Is. Give today. It's simple. Go to the ADF button at CrawfordMediaGroup.net and give generously. And of course, Roger, for, for people to be able to give financially, they need to make sure that their own financial house is in order. And that's something Wilson Financial helps our listeners do. Absolutely. Remember, this nation started because of you know the, the whole push about taxation without representation. And the government, it doesn't matter who's going to be in the White House in 2024, you know that with $30 plus trillion dollars in debt, there are going to be increases in taxes. How's that going to impact your retirement years? How's that going to impact your giving to the charitable causes like ADF and Preborn that, that you you want to be supporting of and be good stewards with the money that God has entrusted to you. Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Advisors will help you. He's got more than 50 years experience in finding the best ways to maximize your income in retirement, to put you in investments that are God honoring, to make sure that you're in investments that will not lose value. It's not some stock market gamble, but you've got, you can conceivably put your entire portfolio into investments that will never lose value, that will only gain value and give you extra added benefits that the larger guys don't want you to know about. But you have to call Dennis and f find out what it is that he has to offer. 800-696-9970 is the direct phone number, or just go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. There's a tab right there for Wilson Financial right next to ADF and Preborn. Click on that tab and start yourself on the road to financial independence um, with dependence on God today through Wilson Financial Advisors. Absolutely. And we do want you folks to be supporting our sponsors when you listen to this podcast. We very we appreciate them uh, sponsoring our podcast. We appreciate you folks listening to us and supporting them as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we want you to support Preborn too. I mentioned this earlier. If you haven't given to Preborn yet, go ahead and do it now. You can go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on the Preborn tab. You can give right there. Any amount that you can give. Remember, it's $28 to save one baby's life, to stop one abortion. You're paying for ultrasound images, okay? That's what Preborn does. They distribute the ultrasound images around the country. So $28 stops one abortion. Take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever number maybe God lays on your heart, 
that's the number of abortions you'll stop. Is it 10 babies? That's $280 then. Is it 100 babies? It's 2,800. I don't know what you can afford. Any amount, it's up to you. Just go to crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn, and you can give right there. Everything you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Nothing for overhead. Okay, and if you want to give over the phone, you can talk to a real live person. You can call right now, 24-7, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call it. Let's show ultrasound images of these unborn babies to the moms. They choose life when they see the image. That's why this works so well. So we thank you folks for supporting Preborn. We thank you for supporting Wilson Financial. We thank you for supporting ADF. And we thank you for your five-star reviews and for supporting this podcast. It's always great having you with us. We look forward to next week. We want everybody to have a great 4th of July and Independence Day. And let's just remember, while we may love this country, don't ever let love of country become your primary love. Our hope, our faith, our trust, and our primary love is Jesus Christ. Amen. And and an extension of our love for Jesus Christ Amen. will be our love for this country and for Amen. our neighbor and our fellow countrymen. Guys, always great catching up with you. Looking forward to uh, next week and, of course, 4th of July week. Thanks for being with us and everybody for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank Bob. You, Bob. God bless Thanks, you. Bob. Take care. God bless everybody. You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. ADF, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty, and by Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to save babies now. And ADF, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. Your generous financial support makes it possible for ADF to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to show your financial support. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. Please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app and look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This is a Crawford Media Group production.